This fish was definitely one of the hardest fighting fish. It kept going left and right, took me out to my backing a couple times, taking you left to right, uh, trying to get into the rocks and break you off. You know, I knew it was a big fish. Well, have you seen this week's issue? We've got a stunning 20-pound steelhead on the cover of this week's issue of Western Outdoor News. It's the February 4th, 2022 issue, and we have tons to cover today, so let's get to it. So let's start with our feature called Finding Steelhead. We've got everything you need to know about finding and targeting steelhead over the next few weeks when that bite is expected to really start kicking in. Following tons of interest in our recent SoCal Striped Bass podcast and catch reports, we've got a whole feature's worth of trips and locations for targeting stripers in California. Page 6 also carries news of a monster 40-pound-plus striper. I mean, there's just something about seeing a giant striped bass that just never gets old. Trout fans will be interested in our rundown of the best winter spots in the Sierra, plus all the latest info on trout stocks up and down the region. Also, on page one, we have news of a 13.4 pound lake record brown trout caught on uh, light line, light line, and a tiny crappy jig. So check that out. That's on page one, a giant 13.4 pounder. Lots of anglers will now be turning their attentions to the surf and salt water as we've got some great instructional columns covering surf perch fishing. We've covered it here on the podcast. We're going even deeper in this week's issue of Western Outdoor News. We also cover free diving for lobster and calico bass tactics, plus the latest on the saltwater bass series. A hot debate amongst sturgeon anglers is over the catch and release of white sturgeon. Our editorial this week explores that tricky issue in full along with coverage of the recent Diamond Classic catch and release sturgeon derby. I guess we know which side of the aisle those anglers fall on. With the end of the waterfowl season, lots of folks will be thinking about gun maintenance. We've got the expert advice you need to get your firearms ready for spring and summer. Plus, we have coverage of the recent SHOT Show in Las Vegas. It was a huge show, and there's uh, tons of interesting things to keep an eye out in this week's issue. For more on these stories, plus all the usual fish counts, tips, features, private boater reports, form charts, and more, check out the new issue on sale right now digitally from wonews.com or on your local newsstand or mailbox. So let's get to this week's main guest. It's Alyssa Everett, who caught a 15-pound Lahontan cutthroat out of Pyramid Lake. And you've heard a lot about this lake from Western Outdoor News. We always share photos and articles about this lake. And it just speaks to the beauty and the majesty of this body of water and the fish that come out of it. So let's hear all about the catch and a little bit more about the techniques and some of the tricks for fishing Pyramid Lake. Yeah, so um, we were fishing in the lake, and it was the day after uh, New Year's Day, so the second. And uh, so first fish, first big fish of the year, super exciting. And um, yeah, we're fishing a big crew, and just like three or four of us. And uh, my buddy was like, "Oh, we're gonna catch one. We're gonna catch a big one. I know it." Like stick around but it was pretty late and we 
um, we're getting tired, you know, like just fishing all day, not getting the big fish, not even getting any mini fish. And, uh, so we got, um, kind of antsy and just like, we're almost ready to just pack out and head back home. I have like a two hour drive, like living in South Lake. So, um, he's like, Oh, we're my buddy, Mark. He's like, we're going to get, we're going to get a big one. Like I know it, we're going to get a 15 pounder. And he straight up called it. We stuck it out and I like made a, you know, a couple last, almost last cast. Basically it was quite the fight. One of the best fights actually, um, you know, of that, you know, catching, catching all the fish I've caught at that lake. One of the best fights. And it's not always the big 20 pounders that fight really good. It's usually the smaller between like, even like 10 pounders, honestly, up to like 15, 16 pounders are super fun to fight. Yeah. So is it that those bigger fish, those uh, close to 20 or 20 or above fish just end up rolling over and giving up or what do you, why do you think that? Yeah. So they'll, they'll just, they'll bone out and go, you know, maybe into your backing and then you'll kind of just reel them back in and they'll like, as soon as they get in, they'll kind of like come in pretty easily. They're almost like a wet log and you just kind of drag them in. And I mean, that's just been my experience for like the really big fish and uh, the real smaller or like smaller double digit fish like the 10 to 15 pounders are super fun. Yeah. They got a little more energy in them. It, it's yeah. funny when, when we see these big fo- photos come into these big uh, Lahontan cutthroats that maybe they actually didn't put up as big of a fight as some of these smaller fish that we may not, uh, you know, put in the paper as often. Uh, a nice fish is definitely going to be like a between six, six and eight pounder, you know, that's still a nice fish. And mm-hmm. uh, we take for granted out there so many nice fish. Cause they, they do get so big and, um, we'll be out there and fishing all day. And you may, you may get into some fish and they might get into the double digit. And, um, we definitely are spoiled at Pyramid Lake (laughs) to say the least. Yeah. I know it gets a lot of coverage in Western outdoor news in terms of how incredible of a fishery Pyramid Lake is. Uh, so let's let's kind of rewind to early January when you're catching this fish. Tell me about the weather because I've heard as the weather gets worse, the fishing gets better. So what was the weather like when you're fishing Pyramid? There's definitely um, been some brutal days out there. Um, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to catch a big fish when it's nice out. From my experience, like I always used to try to like remember what was happening with the weather and follow try to follow like a a pressure pattern or like a wind pattern and yeah it does it there is times when it's good with like the wind and the weather but that doesn't mean that you're not going to catch big fish on big on nice days or glassy days because mm-hmm. it does happen and uh i've seen my friends catch big fish on glassy sunny days and i've you know i've done the same and um i've seen a lot of people catch them when it's just really stormy out. So this day was kind of just your average day, just um, kind of slower day. Like it was a little bit nicer and, but there there's bigs cruising all the time. So you just got to have your fly out there and just get lucky. Um, That's a big one does swim past it. And, um, you know, they are pretty opportunistic, these fish. And so they're, 
if you can get your fly out in front of them and you're going to, if you put your time in, you're going to catch a big fish. Yeah. And so what's no. your perspective? Your and it's worth mentioning that the 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 fish that you caught was on was on a fly. Uh, can you talk to our listeners about what kind of fly and, and a little bit of your technique when you're approaching pyramid? Yeah, um, I use a switch rod, and uh, generally I like to just use an indicator setup. Uh, there's times when it's really fun to strip streamers and beetles and. Um, you know, the, the strip bite is definitely a totally different bite, but, um, it's really cold out there and it's hard enough to keep your hands warm, uh, when you're using an indicator, um, setup. So I definitely really like the strip bite and I, my goal is to strip more actually this year. It's been a while since I've caught a, a big fish, um, on the strip, but, uh, usually I do fish the indicator with midges or uh, chronomids, which is the correct, correct way to say it, mm-hmm. um, chronomid patterns, and uh, also balanced leeches. Sorry, can, can you explain that strip method that you're talking about for our audience? Exactly like what does that necessarily mean? Yeah, so there's different techniques. Uh, you can use a floating line or a sinking line. Uh, typically, I like to use a sinking line but you can do just as good with a floating line, but you're not, you're moving the fly and uh, you're not just waiting for the bobber to go down or move or, or twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, um, you're actually like in line with the fly, uh, moving it, stripping it through the water column. And um, you're either typically at Pyramid Lake, you're using streamers like a bait fish pattern or um, the popcorn beetles and uh, the booby flies. Oh, okay. So I've seen a lot of these photos uh, of the ladders. Can you explain ladder fishing out there on Pyramid and, and how that can be an advantage or a disadvantage? Yeah, so um, the ladder was kind of just a way, I think they started with uh, egg crates, and uh, they would just turn them upside down. And then they started using ladders um, that I guess kind of were mainly to get people out of the water and uh, kind of like up higher for when uh, you were you were casting, you can get a little bit further distance. Also, it's really windy uh, sometimes at Pyramid. Not all the time, but uh, when it's really windy, you want to get up there a little bit higher and um, you're able to cast into the wind a little bit better. So, yeah, the ladder kind of just helps you get up. Um, some people kind of, like, use it to claim their spot. And, yeah, bring your own ladder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got it, I think yeah. you can rent them at, like, the Crosby's Lodge. Yeah. Okay. And I just use, like, a little short guy, like a little four-footer. Easier to carry around. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So is that what you were using uh, this day when you caught this fish? Uh, this this nice, was it a 20 pounder? Uh, it's 15 About pounder. 15 pounder. Were you yeah. using a ladder that day? Um, I was not using a ladder that day. No, I'm just uh, fishing on the rocks. Oh, okay. Yeah, we like to fish off the rocks um, where they like to cruise and eat the chronomids in there. Mm-hmm. 
So how can you explain the fight difference between a Lahan cutthroat and like a stalker rainbow trout? Well, rainbow trout are one of my favorite fish to fight. They like to jump in the air. They're usually pretty strong. They have a pretty good fight in them. Um, the Lahatan rarely jumps out of the water. I've seen them jump a few times, definitely. Um, but it doesn't jump out of the water nearly as much as a rainbow trout. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're so bearing down they, and going deep primarily? Yeah, yeah, and they like to go off to the left and right. They'll also kind of use their tail to slap the line. That's a big thing that they do. They'll roll on your line. So they are actually pretty good at getting off. So you do have to be pretty careful sometimes. And we're using barbless hooks. So you even have to be even more careful in that case. Yeah. Definitely. Did you lose a lot this, this trip or do you generally lose a lot of fish? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's days when you, it's like, it seems like you always hook them and you always bring them in. And then there's days where you're just like always losing them. Yeah. You know, I think it's like that for everybody. Oh, yeah. It's fishing. <laughs> so, yep. Um, you're going to lose them. And of course it's like a heartbreaker when you know they're big fish. Oh yeah. There's probably no, no feeling worse in fishing than having a, a, a big fish on the line and then having that line go slack and then you go, Oh no, especially yeah. using a barbless hook. It's almost like without warning, like you have no idea it's about to come out and then it just slips right out. Right. Yeah. And uh, this fish was Definitely one of the hardest fighting fish. It kept going left and right, took me out to my backing a couple times. You know, I knew it was a big fish and, um, or it's foul hooked. And then, but when you bring it in, you you know, it's not foul hooked. That's like the best feeling. And, um, they're just taking you left to right and uh, trying to get into the rocks and break you off. Um, Mm -hmm. he tried to like wrap me around the, the rock a couple times. So. You just got to be really careful and kind of keep an eye on the fish, see what it's doing. Yeah. You know, as somebody that's never been to Pyramid, I've seen, obviously I've seen tons of photos, but can you explain kind of what the, uh, what the bottom of the lake looks like? Is it super rocky with giant boulders or are we talking more sand? Um, so it depends where you're fishing. There's a lot of sandy beaches um, and there's a lot of rocky beaches with sand the the beaches that have the rocks, like say Pelican, is one of the most popular um, beaches. It's got the boat ramp on the north side of the beach is like beachy, um, and then there's like the tufa side, so it's real rocky. But there's sand in between, and there's you know like even some rocks over on the beach side, but not that many. You know, um, you're gonna maybe hook. Uh, old fishing rods and like you know a lot of people bring in like some weird stuff like stripping flies and um the guys who are chucking big jigs way out there you can bring in some weird stuff (laughs) oh i'm sure yeah yeah no there's there's actually been uh, an article recently in western outdoor news about throwing metal lures in pyramid lake and getting some success so it's a super mm-hmm. dynamic lake, and I, I think that's probably what draws a lot of people to it, besides the fish, obviously. Uh, do you have any opinions about why so many people are drawn to Pyramid Lake? It's like it's such a destination. Why do you think mm-hmm. that is? 
Well, there's giant trout, so that's definitely giant giant LCT. <laughs> so that's like a big, you know, big number one. Um, but it's really cool out there. It's just something um, kind of like spiritual almost. Um, just being out there and just seeing like the land and like, I don't know, there's just some weird spirit about it. The natives, they've let us use their land. And we're, I think that's a big part of uh, being out there. We, that was, we were just given something that we're, we kind of take for granted. And um, I just definitely feel a spirit out there. Uh, and I think a lot of people do. It's just a really cool spot and pretty area. Yeah. It's connect, connected to Lake Tahoe, so which is another beautiful place on this earth. So, yeah, I know what a what a beautiful uh, segment of America right there. <laughs> I mean, it's it's absolutely gorgeous, and I I know that uh, we just can't we can't get enough photos out of those uh, out of Tahoe or uh, Pyramid Lake. It's just there's a reason they end up on our covers so often and in our paper because they're some of the most breathtaking photos that we get at Western Outdoor News. So it's mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely an area that I hope to spend a lot more time in in the future. I've just, uh, it, it's on my list. I just have not made it out to Pyramid quite yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you'll definitely have to check it out someday. Yeah. So speaking of Tahoe, so you are actually a part-time guide through Tahoe Fly Fishing Outfitters. So tell me about Tahoe Fly Fishing Outfitters and, uh, and what you guys provide. Yeah. So, um, we're an outfitter and a fly shop located in South Lake Tahoe. So we guide out of, um, the, mainly the Northern side of the lake, uh, on the Truckee and the Little Truckee. And then we also do some guiding out on the east side um, in the Carson Valley. So on the East Carson and West Carson. And then uh, we also have a private um, access lake on North Star, on the North Shore that we also guide from. And we'll do do some trips down um, on the Walker as well. And um, a couple of the other guides do some stuff in Nevada. Yeah. Do you, so do you have any, talking to so many guides on this show and and working at Western Outdoor News, do you have any funny guide stories of guide trips maybe gone wrong or, or just having some funny clients that you've been working with without throwing anybody under the bus? Everybody's out here to have fun, but do you have any funny stories from being a, being a guide out there? Um, just, you know, a lot of people don't think they're going to catch fish. And when they do, they get pretty excited about it. Uh, it's, you know, kind of cool when you got that person who's like, oh, we're not catching any fish. And then, and then we end up catching some fish. So you kind of mm-hmm. prove them wrong. And a lot of people just are out there kind of vacationing. So yeah, we have a lot yeah. of beginners who are just kind of interested in having a good time. But they're also they also kind of have that stigma of like, oh, I got a guide, I'm gonna catch fish, and if it's not going that way, they get a little stirred up sometimes. So, oh, 
yeah, it's nice to like prove them wrong and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? get them on some fish. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at one point it is fishing, so you can't really yeah. control that. I mean, there's only so much you can do. But uh, so, what would be a tip for a beginner if they had never been to Pyramid like myself? And you said, "Hey, your best, your best shot uh, at Pyramid. This is what you need to bring, or this is where you need to go." Just what's a what's a good tip for a beginner out there? Number one would be keep your fly in the water. That's like the only way you're going to catch those fish. And there's times when you just want to stop fishing and it could be really cold out or you're not catching fish all day. It's like really nice out, you know, like the weather isn't like that great. So sometimes it is brutal. Um, You're out there all day, but just just keep your fly in the water. It'll happen. <laughs> Hard to catch a fish if the fly's not in the water, right? Yeah, especially at this lake. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cold at times, so yeah, be ready for that. Yeah. What are some of the ways that you protect yourself from the cold out there? Any any tips or tricks? Yeah, um, a lot of people do the, the glove, the um, nitrile or latex glove, just like just that by itself. Um, when it's really, really cold, I will like to put like a, a thin merino wool glove under that. Um, but honestly, a good hand warmer works really good. If you just keep a hand warmer like in your pocket and you just can kind of get your hand warm and thaw out. Yeah. Thaw out. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So that's a good trick. Okay. Just warm layers, of course. Of course. Yeah. All right. So, hey, if somebody wanted to uh, to book a trip with you guys, how could we find out more information from Tahoe Fly Fishing Outfitters? Yeah, you can reach us at the on our website, um, TahoeFlyFishing.com, and you can sign up for our guided trips directly online. Thanks again to Alyssa for sharing that story. Have you been out to Pyramid? Have you caught these fish? Well, we want to see it. Send in your photos and your trip reports to Western Outdoor News. How do you do it, you say? You can email us at editors at wonews.com or visit wonews.com and just click the reader submission button right there on our homepage. So that'll do it for us this week. We will see you next week when we actually have another roundtable to talk about surf fishing across Southern California with two brothers that wrote a book about the subject. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.